welcome to the Fit Mom Life to the Fullest podcast, where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hello, ladies. So happy you're here today. Always happy to spend time with you. My name is Brittany. Welcome if it's your first time, and welcome back if you listen every week. I run fitbomblifetothefullest.com. I basically am just a Catholic wife and mom of two boys. Uh, get I'm already outnumbered <laughs> in this house, and I am a personal trainer and have a huge passion for health and fitness and helping break it down for the average person. So that is what we're here to do, and that is what we're here to do today with some Q&As. I love doing these because it's just kind of rapid fire. I love your questions, so please keep them coming. You can shoot them to me on Instagram. I love getting direct messages there. Facebook, not so much. I'll be honest. I tend to lose them between Messenger and all that. I don't like that you have to go to a separate app. It's just a whole thing. So I love the Instagram messages. Also, email me anytime, fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com if you have questions. A lot of times, and I love when you guys do this, I'll just get questions randomly, you know, about, oh, I'm doing this in my workout. Do you think that's effective? Do you think I should do this exercise first, et cetera? Like, I don't need to be working with you. You don't need to be in my program. I, I just like to help you <laughs> as well. And it kind of does break up the day. You know, I have those designated pockets of time when can only build so many Legos that I will look up for a second and check in on messages. And I really do enjoy that, getting to help people in that way. So feel free anytime. But and also, especially if it's a question you think would benefit other people for a podcast episode. So all that to say, I hope you're having a wonderful Advent so far and a very nice um, holiday season wherever you're at, whether it's snowy and blustery by you. I hope then you are taking some tips to beat the winter blues. <laughs> um, I definitely have started taking my vitamin D because it is the case here. And I can feel it even days. There was like three days in a row that I skipped taking it. I'm like, oh man, feeling in a funk. And I'm like, you know what? It's my vitamin D and it has not. And it was also days that it was not very sunny. So I try to get outside. I do not love being outside I when it is like below 40, <laughs> which it is here right now. I'm such a baby with that. I know some of you are like rolling your eyes at that, like Brittany, just throw on some winter stuff and get out there. So I've tried, I've gone through seasons, like I'm going to make myself like it. And I just do not. But I also really want my kids to go outside every day. So unfortunately we're at that age. My oldest is only three and a half that if I value them going outside, that means I go outside too. <laughs> so this is also me saying this two days strong into there being snow here. And we have gone out both days yesterday and today, but We'll see how far this streak rolls. <laughs> All right, so three questions I'm going to tackle today. The first one is, should you work out when you are sick or should you just take a rest day? All right, I this is not doctor approved. I don't know what a doctor would say about this. This is my personal opinion and what I do and what I usually advise is if it is from like the stomach down, don't work out. Okay, I think that's pretty self-explanatory, but anything like flu and bowels and all that jazz, whatever way you're having troubles, they're coming up, going down. If it's anything stomach, flu-related, definitely rest for however many long, however many days it takes. It's not just, okay, take a rest day and push yourself to do it the next day. If you're down and out for a week, then be down and out for a week, okay? It's not going to be any benefit to you to work out. Remember that working out, is a stress on your body. 
and it is a positive stress, but when you already have other stress going on in your body, it's not going to be a positive stress. It's just going to be compounded stress, okay? So definitely, like, anything stomach or flu or fever, definitely just sit it out until you feel better, okay? And do all the other things. Make sure you're drinking a lot of fluids, blah, blah, blah. You can listen to a podcast on how to... Get yourself to full health because I'm still probably working on that when I'm sick. I'm still Googling like, what essential oil should I gurgle for a sore throat? (laughs) Which actually, that's lavender in case you're wondering. There's probably other ones. So you can also DM me those. Um, Anyways, if it is something like a cold, anything head, like I I usually say go for it, which sounds probably wrong because if you're thinking okay Brittany if you're saying like a headache should I really be running or should I really be lifting it's up to you to decide how major it is if I have a cold I typically work out I know the degree of it if I am like hacking up a lung and just coughing my head off hopefully not right now because that would really make everybody nervous anyway not a good joke Um, but if it's something like cold like symptoms that's super severe if I can't even breathe out of my nose I'm like have no energy no, don't work out. But if you feel stuffy and you kind of got a little bit of a sore throat and like a slight headache, but you think that you are going to be okay to push through a workout, push through a workout because the workout, first of all, it's kind of like a hot shower sometimes where it kind of does clear you out, especially if you're just stuffy and congested. A lot of times once you get sweating and you get your heart rate up a little bit, you get your blood moving, it, it helps you feel better a lot of the times, especially like if you were at a point where You're not down and out enough to be taking a sick day off work, right? And in my case, or maybe in your case, if you're a stay-at-home mom, we're not taking sick days. We still got little people we need to feed and clothe and make sure they don't kill themselves. It's Joey right now. He is a little over one. And every day, I said to Ben yesterday, Ben came home from work and I already had them in bed. And it was like an iffy time of where he usually would have seen them. And he's like, are they already in bed? And I was like, honestly, I just got sick of watching Joey almost kill himself because there was like the trying to jump off the couch and like it just everything you know like climb the stairs all those like normal one-year-old activities but anyways I still have to do that when I'm sick so usually it's a better it's more of a benefit to me to just take 20 minutes to do a light workout where I get my blood flowing and I again start kind of sweating and maybe working out some of that congestion then I'll feel a lot better for the rest of my day okay Again, you judge the severity of it. So I don't think there's anything wrong with working out when you have a cold, but I also think it's fine if you have a severe cold and definitely the flu to take a day or two off or however many you need. All right, should you eat more than your allotted calories if you feel genuinely hungry? So this is a great question. So say you are tracking macros and you know roughly how many calories your body needs. Let's also say you've been tracking for for several weeks. Like you know for sure that you usually eat around 1,800, that that's what your body seems to need, okay? And then you just feel more hungry some days, but it would put you over calories. Should you eat or should you not? Well, in that actual day, say whatever, it's a Wednesday, and I have already eaten all my calories. It is after dinner, but I still feel super hungry. The first thing I'm gonna ask myself is, would I eat vegetables right now? And if the answer is yes, then okay, I'm legitimately hungry. I'm not just bored looking for a snack. So I still will first because my personal rule is every time before I eat anything, I take I drink water because drinking water before you eat something actually aids digestion. So 
I would, no matter what, if it's a snack, a meal, whatever, it's just such a habit now, I would drink some water first. It's not a, like, trick yourself to try to be full, but I'd just drink water. And then I would eat some vegetables with a fat. And some of you might have been surprised by that and think that I would say protein, because usually I'm like, protein, protein, protein. But if you've already eaten your allotted calories, hopefully you've already hit your targets, you've already hit your protein targets, but then... Fat helps you stay satiated. So maybe it's, if you're super hungry, you'd probably feel like you could eat celery for days and you're still really hungry and you're just sick of chewing. So rather than just telling you to eat more vegetables, having celery with peanut butter or carrots with guac or something like that so that it is also giving you some, you know, there's some like staying power to that. You're satiated from the fat. Um, But then I would look at, so say that was a Wednesday because that's the random day we went with, On Thursday, I would look at and make sure I have, first of all, planned out to have my three to five servings of vegetables within my day and that I was hitting my protein targets. Because looking back on your day on Wednesday, were you actually hungry or were you hungry because the rest of your day was kind of out of whack? You know what I mean? That's when, if you've, that's what I'm saying. There's nothing you could do about it by then on Wednesday night. And yes, you, I still don't think like you should go to bed hungry. So that's exactly what I would tell you to do. But look at it and make sure you're planning for success on Thursday. Because what happens sometimes is we will not have any vegetables at breakfast. We just have whatever carbs, protein, fat, and then some carbs, protein, fat for lunch. And then by the time we get to dinner, we feel so hungry and we're just craving more you know, carbs, protein, fat. Whereas if we would have had vegetables sprinkled throughout our day, we would have been more evened out the whole day and felt more full the whole day. So sometimes it gets to the point where at night you're like, no, I'm not, you know, hungry for vegetables. I'm just, I feel like I could eat half a sub, like I need more than vegetables. But had you filled up the rest of the day, it might go a little differently. It's called eating for volume. So think like instead of eating one little like say seven chips, seven tortilla chips and salsa, that's going to be like 150 calories because usually like one serving of chips is around 140. But that's very little volume. You didn't get to eat very much. So instead you could eat like a half a cup of carrots and a half a cup of celery and those seven chips. And now you're still only at like 160 calories. Carrots and celery are barely anything. And you're a lot more full than you were from just eating the seven chips. So you need to look at packing your day full of that. That's why I always talk about, if you follow me on Instagram, you're like, please stop talking about it. Oatmeal with shredded zucchini in it. And I do a whole bunch of other things in there. It's the the green, the, the carb is the oats. Protein, I put protein powder in there. I put flaxseed for a fiber. And I put a nut butter for a healthy fat. So it covers the gamut. I'm not just having 140 calories of just oats. It's plumped up with all this other stuff but also making sure I have the zucchini in there because it's almost no calories but helps you stay full. So definitely that and definitely making sure that you hit your protein target throughout the day because that's the other thing I'll see looking at people's food logs is they say they were super hungry, they ended up overeating calories, but they were supposed to hit 110 grams, grams of protein and they only had 40 the entire day. That's why protein and fat are what help keep you full. Okay, it also obviously helps build muscle and all that jazz. That's why I'm having you eat it. But if you're having just, you know, things that make you hungry in an hour, if you had, if you're using up your calories, but not the right macros, that is why you're so hungry. And that is why I advocate tracking your macros, not just counting calories. Because having like that breakfast that I just said with all the oats and all that jazz, it was very balanced, but it was a lot of calories. It's probably like 400 calories. I don't know. I haven't logged in a while. 
But that's like the equivalent to say a donut, right? Or maybe even two donuts. But you might just down a quick donut or two and feel hungry again in an hour. There was not a lot of sustenance to it. There was not a lot of substance to it. So that is why making sure that you have enough protein is super important. You can't just breeze your way through the morning. I see this a lot as I'm harping on it. I'll see like just cereal for breakfast or just yogurt, not even Greek yogurt. So it's mostly carbs and very little protein. And then people are starving at lunch and dinner and wondering why. It's because your meals are not rounded out enough. They need to have protein, fat, a green, a fiber, and then carbs sparingly as they fit your day. All right, last question is, which is more important when you are pregnant, your workout or your sleep? And I've gotten this question actually a couple different ways in the past month because I've had a couple clients who are expecting, so exciting, um, those quarantine babies. <laughs> and uh, I've had it posed a couple different ways. Like, okay, well, I was really, you know, not, I've, I've heard it the guilty way of like, oh, I skipped my workout because I slept instead. I really felt like I needed a nap, but I'm going to get back on it next week. Or I've heard like, well, I am just really tired. It's better for me to sleep like in a positive way, like knowing that you need sleep. So my feelings on this personally, having gone through it twice and again, experiencing that my day looks the same no matter what, no matter how much sleep I get, no matter if I'm going to work out or not, I have two active children that I need to look after all day and you know, do my other duties as well. Run my business, talk to my clients, run my household, like all the other things obviously that a lot of us are doing. Um, so sometimes the answer is sleep and sometimes the answer is your workout. So you got to look at your day. You got to look at what your like standards are, I guess. Um, because to me, I would obviously you don't really want to be sacrificing either, right? Ideally, the perfect answer is you need both. Your workout would be great and your and good sleep is great. But here's the thing. If I think that we really over like over hype up how much doing a workout is going to take. And especially in the morning when you're thinking about if you haven't really slept well, Say you, your kids get up at 6.30. So you need to be up at 6.30 either way, right? But you usually, work, you usually wake up at 5.30 to work out, shower, be up before them. And you've slept terribly. So your alarm goes off at 5.30 and you're like, no, I need this hour. Okay, that is a big chunk of time. An hour might put you in a better mood, give you a little more of a boost before the kids wake up. But you could just middle of the road it and say, okay, I'm just going to wake up. I'm going to wake up 20 minutes before they wake up. And I'll just do a quick 20 minutes so I'll have more energy by the time I greet them. And it, that'll be that. We don't need to, it doesn't mean you need to have the most killer workout of your life. Um, but some days when you feel absolutely spent, you've, you've slept terribly, you feel nauseous, whatever, or you're near the end of your pregnancy and you're trying to get as much sleep under your belt before labor as you can, then maybe you skip your normal nap time workout and you take a nap yourself. So it's kind of a listen to your body, but keep track of what you're doing and where you're at. And again, think about your actual goals because, hey, if you value, quote unquote, bouncing back quickly after your pregnancy, you know, not having to really start from ground zero with working out and stuff, you will want to make sure you have workouts in the rotation, right? 
but you also might be sick. You also might be fatigued. So you might also want to squeeze the naps when you can. That's totally cool. I would kind of look at your week and see how it's been going and what you can kind of swing. So when I'm pregnant, it doesn't mean when I'm not pregnant, I'm typically working out six days a week. When I am pregnant, it's usually three days, maybe four, three to five, we'll say. I don't typically work out six days a week when pregnant. So three to five workouts, right? So if I've gotten two done and another day I feel really like I'd rather take a nap, guess what? I'm going to take a nap and try for that third somewhere else of the week. And if I get a minimum of three, I'm happy, okay? But if I am, you know, miss if I haven't worked out in three weeks and I'm just taking every opportunity to nap that's what I'm gonna tell myself Brittany like get your butt in gear and do 15 minutes here 20 minutes there because you value this too much you value the benefits of being fit for delivery and the benefits to the baby and all of those other things over just sleeping away every day because you are growing a human I also am going to say that with a caveat that I know everyone's pregnancy is different obviously and I have good friends who cannot work out during their pregnancies because of difficulties and complications and just like too much stress to their bodies. Obviously, 100% should not be working out, especially if your doctor told you you should not be working out, etc. So all that under hopefully that caveat of this is for the person who has been cleared to work out, has been working out prior to pregnancy and whatnot. So take it as it comes, you know, do what you need to do. Every trimester is different. Every pregnancy is different. If you nap more in your first trimester, you can still pick it up for your second and third trimester. You know what I mean? But again, do it according to your values. I am not going to take an entire nine months off because I value working out through pregnancy more than I value that. All right. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to end it there today. I appreciate you listening. Thank you for spending time with me. And I would love to see you in the Facebook group. I am happy to go see you in the challenge group if you are part of the 25 Days of Fitness. And I'm looking forward to getting everything together for our January challenges coming up. I will do a beginner macro challenge and I am going to be doing an advanced one this year as well. So I'm super excited about that. So fun things on the horizon. But I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, a great rest of your week, and I will talk to you next time. 